Welcome to the Career Mom Community Podcast. This is a space for women who are navigating career and motherhood. My goal is to empower and provide strategies for purpose-driven women to be successful in all of their roles as they balance life, grow, and succeed. This podcast is one of the many forms I use to share tools, start conversation, along with practical tips you can implement and see transformational results. In today's episode, we have a special guest, Rebecca Maruki. Rebecca is a leadership mentor who helps black women professionals advance from manager to executive positions and get paid their worth. Rebecca has helped women create an impactful personal brand that gets them seen and valued for the skill set they bring to their organization. Through a combination of coaching, get-it-done productivity techniques, and her step-by-step design-to-lead framework, she helps her clients create an intentional path to get promoted from manager level to senior leadership and executive positions in their organizations while creating a standout personal brand and value proposition that elevates them from leaders in the field. Rebecca, a mom of three, including twins, leads a team of 11 actuaries in the largest global audit firm and has transitioned into different senior management roles throughout her 10-year career. When she's not leading her team or playing hide-and-seek with her twins, she loves to watch a good tennis match or Formula One race on the weekends. I invite you to lean into this episode and to have your pen and paper handy for all of the notes and the gems. Let's dive in. Welcome once again to the Career Mom Community Podcast. I am excited about our special guest today, Rebecca Mariuki, who's going to share some advice and wisdom for women who are looking to grow into the area of leadership. We're talking about ditch the excuses, it's time to lead. I truly believe it is your time to lead if you're listening to this podcast. Welcome, Rebecca. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much, Debranetta. I'm so excited to be here with your listeners and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Um, So just a little bit about me. Um, I am a leadership coach and mentor, so I help women um, and particularly focus on black women because of my passion for diversity so I help black women professionals um, you know get seen and go for that next promotion um, and really position themselves as leaders in their field so that they can get the recognition they deserve and get paid their worth Um, and I started in this space because of my story really Um, I started a career in I'm an actuary by profession and I started my career in South Africa actually Um, I'm Kenyan born but raised in South Africa and went to school there and then started working there and when I started working I wasn't ready for the lack of diversity I experienced I was literally the only black woman in my team team of 20 plus individuals and it was predominantly while male dominated 
And I felt so much of a misfit. Um, and even though that was the same case in university, somehow you're able to cope with it because university is such a big space. There's so many people in college. Um, there's so many ways you can interact and find your, you know, your, your squad, the people who you can relate with. But when you're in the work setting and you're working with these people for like 10 to 12 hours a day, it's, it's a whole different ball game. And I felt so much like a misfit. I couldn't relate with the stories that they would share. Um, and sometimes the daily banters at lunch, I would try and avoid them because most of the time I didn't have much to contribute because we just came from such different cultural backgrounds. Um, and it had an impact on how I was showing up and the opportunities I was getting. Um, because I mean, truth be told, the better you're able to relate with the people who are the decision makers in your organization, um, the more likely you are to get those opportunities to get noticed um, and to advance faster in your career. And this held me back for a long time and it had an impact on my confidence. And, you know, it's only a few years down the line as I had, you know, mentors along the way, people that could relate with the experiences that I was experiencing, my husband being one of them, having gone through a similar experience in his work life that I was able to, to overcome and, you know, to start owning my space and reclaiming who I was and really starting to show up authentically and, you know, owning my cultural identity. And it took a long time for me to get to this space. I mean, I've been in my career for 10 years now. And I realized that for the experiences that I was experiencing, there are thousands of other Black women who go through the same. And the more I advanced in my career, the fewer women and the fewer Black women there were, you know, higher up the ranks. And I was like, no, I want to change this and I want to be part of the change. I don't just want to support diversity from the sidelines but I want to be part of the change and help and mentor these women in understanding how to navigate the biases that I experienced in understanding how to be confident and own your space, even if there's no one who looks like you in the room. And that's really what inspired me to start on this path and support women. And it's just been such a fulfilling journey. That is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your personal story. I too can relate to much of what you mentioned about wanting to be the change for what we've experienced and what we've seen and how to show up as our authentic selves. That is so important. So I hope those who are listening really took note to your story and I'm sure we're going to continue to develop the conversation with some other encouraging words. But before we do that, can you give us a fun fact about yourself? Ooh, that's, that's a good question. <laughs> I have two fun facts. So the first one is I have three kids and two are twins, um, which sometimes I still can't believe that I'm a twin mom. And the second one is I'm an introvert, but I actually love adrenaline type activities and one of the scariest things I did was skydive I don't know how my husband managed to convince me but it felt so good afterwards 
Wow. Awesome. An amazing twin mom. Yes. Mom of three. I understand the life uh, with three smaller children. So it's definitely fun in our home. And, you know, I'm just hoping as we're <laughs> doing the podcast, I don't pop up in the background or something. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and skydiving. I've never been, but I do like roller coasters. So I'm not sure. <laughs> That's one. I love coasters too yeah you would definitely love skydiving i'd highly recommend (laughs) we'll see we'll see how life evolves (laughs) (laughs) awesome well thank you for sharing the fun facts i definitely think it you know gives other uh, moms who are listening something to relate to or you know not if they don't prefer skydiving but let's dive in so um when did you know that you too could become a leader And what steps did you start to take in your career? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, And and that got me thinking. Um, I think I knew, you know, deep down and from a mindset piece and got the confidence probably about two to three years ago, which is crazy because seven years down into my career, I still didn't believe that I belonged firstly because I didn't see other people like me and secondly I was waiting to have that recognition I was waiting for someone to tell me that okay you're ready for the next level you're ready to become a leader um, in your own right Um, and I would you know downplay myself I remember a lot of times even when I would get compliments from my clients from people at work I would say oh no was a team effort or thank you it's not much you know all those kind of things sounding like I was you know playing the humility factor but I was really just downplaying myself and I wasn't you know helping myself in propping my confidence and belief that I actually belonged and I could actually be that next level leader and inspire other women to to achieve what what I I would later achieve And it's interesting because in the last three years, um, I've had so many successes in my career in such a short space of time, way more than I've had in the first seven years of my career. And I attribute a lot of that to how my mindset changed. Um, And I think at some point in your career, especially when you're transitioning from the manager role or, you know, that mid-level role where a lot of women tend to get stuck for a long time and you're leaping into a big leadership role um, that's way bigger than just the day-to-day executing. It really requires a lot of belief and a lot more mindset than strategy, than, you know, even things like networking, which is important, but believing in yourself is so important so that others can also believe in you and your ability to lead because that's how you get the buy-in and that's how you know you get recognized and you get noticed that yeah she can actually lead and you start to get people to believe in you because those are things that you really can't learn as a leader um, but they come from the inside. You touched on a lot there and I want to pull out two pieces if if we can. Um, Sometimes it is a struggle when you want to be humble when someone is congratulating you on your success, but you also want to embrace the win, right? Like you did it. 
And you know, you don't want to come across as braggadocious, but you still want to make sure that you own your contribution and that leadership piece. So, you know, how have you found um, that right mix so that you can have the right mindset to accept the compliment and to be more open to sharing it, um, but still have um, some, some humility and remain humble? That's a really good question um, because I think it's more prominent in us as women than it is our male counterparts. I mean, our male colleagues will take compliments and even add spice to them <laughs> thereafter in comparison to us who tend to be more, um, you know, sort of, you know, downplay our achievements. But I think it's important to, to have a balance, right? And to kind of have that emotional intelligence and to have that strategic mindset as well to know when is the right time to you know take those compliments and even play them back in a meeting um, or in in a presentation or whatever it is forum that it is in your workplace and when it is to maybe give more attribution to your team members you know to give them um, that sort of stage and to highlight their contributions but it's definitely important to also um, you know take the spotlight on yourself as well because it is a key factor in how fast you can accelerate in your career um, I'm sure your listeners have heard of the concept of you know my work will speak for itself right your work can't speak for itself. And the only way it can is by you talking about your achievements, um, but having that emotional intelligence to know when and how to do it. And really being able to read the room to, to understand how to communicate it in a way that doesn't make you look like you're being, you know, proud or cocky. Yeah, I agree. When you, um, when you were sharing that, that's one of the things I, that came to mind is that ability to read the room. And similar to the, you know, our male counterparts that, you know, add the little spice to it, as you mentioned, there might be an environment that's more free flowing and not as stiff where you can, you know, sprinkle a little extra sugar on, you know, the compliment to really highlight your contribution. But if the room doesn't invite itself for that, you know, maybe it's a time to spotlight your team. So emotional intelligence is key. And I think that comes with practice and just, you know, learning as you go and observing, you know, others and, you know, maybe getting some coaching that really helps you to navigate um, how to really amplify your voice and, to, and then to speak for your work. So thank you for sharing that and um, elaborating. Sorry, and I, I just wanted to add that you will make mistakes, right? It's not going to be perfect. There will be times when you maybe say something and um, maybe you're in a room where such comments about yourself um, are maybe not really expected, um, but it's okay. The thing is you need to practice, like you mentioned, Debranata, and with practice, you'll, you know, learn the art of doing this because I feel it's more like an art than it is a science. Um, and it can, you can only perfect it by practicing. Yes. Thank you for adding that. And, and don't be afraid to try, right. You know, that's when you show yourself some grace. 
like, oh, snap, I probably should not have said that, but we're going to put it in our back pocket and move on. So always practice and keep growing. Um, and then the second piece that you mentioned that your career has really grown over the past three years, and that is amazing when you get the momentum for your career to really accelerate. So kudos to you. And you, you mentioned um, how you kind of got unstuck. So that brings me to another question. Um, what should you do when you're feeling stagnant and stuck on your path to leadership? Maybe you say, I want to lead, but I'm just not getting over that hurdle to see some momentum in my career. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. And um, I think it also comes with self-awareness. So the first thing I would say, and I would break this down into four steps, is have that self-awareness to look at yourself in the mirror and identify the gaps. What is standing between you and the next level, right? And probably 80% of that gap is in your control because most of the time we are what is standing in between us and the success we desire. So is it a skills gap? Is it a confidence gap? Is it a time gap? Maybe you don't have enough time to develop yourself. Um, is it a networking gap? Do you maybe need to develop your networks? Um, what exactly is it that is holding you back um, from being able to get to that next level, right? Because also what got you to where you are right now might not necessarily be enough to get you to the next level. So it's so important to do that self-awareness. And then the second thing I would say is look at your mindset. How are you showing up every single day in your work, in your career, to your team? Are you showing up as at the current level you're at, or are you showing up as that 2.0 level, you know, that next level leader, right? How are you showing up? How are you making decisions, right? Um, and, you know, be very honest with yourself and ask yourself, hmm, would that next level, if it's a CEO or if it's a VP, would the VP make decisions the way I'm making them now? Would that VP show up to my team and manage my team the way I am doing now? If the answer is no, then find mentorship, extract mentorship from people who can help you, guide you, and not just tell you what you want to hear, but challenge you and how you are showing up and being, um, because it is required. That mindset, you need to operate at the next level even before you get that title. And then the third thing is, uncover your value. Now, notice I didn't say unlock your value. We all have value, but a lot of the times at manager level, what is holding us back is our inability to position the value that we already have. And what happens is women then want to go and get more qualifications, want to go and get more degrees, instead of focusing on what value and experience do I currently have and how am I packaging it in a way that is demonstrating that I am contributing to the wide overall objectives of my organization. So uncover that value and start to package it in a way that positions you as that next level leader. And then lastly, just bringing it together in creating a strong personal brand, because once you know your value and once you've positioned it, you now need to create that personal brand so that you can communicate your value, because no one will know your value if you are not communicating it. 
um, and positioning yourself in a way that allows you to demonstrate your value. This is amazing. I think you broke down some very practical steps that we can all begin to action. And I love how you started out with the self-awareness piece, right? We have to understand, you know, what's the disconnect between where we are and where we want to go. And sometimes it could be, it could be time. Maybe there's just some things logistically that you have to um, continue to perfect networking. I also jotted down soft skills, maybe something that you need to work on. So the self-awareness is really important. And I also um, just wanted to piggyback a little bit more on you know, thinking on the next level, right? Because, you know, we grow, you know, we grow in life in different phases. We get to a place and then we have, you know, other hurdles and places that we want to grow. So if you want to think on that next level, what have you found beneficial about informal mentorship? Like, I, I feel like that's become a conversation where, you know, you may not have, a person that you meet with that's a mentor, but maybe it's someone that you observe, that you study for lack of a better word, and you glean how they navigate in the space that you're trying to get, get to. Do you think that that's also valuable or should we seek out um, more defined and prominent mentors? Yeah, so I would say it definitely will differ from one person to another. There's no right answer. Um, there are some people, many people I know who have gotten to the top of the corporate ladder um, just with, you know, mentors from, from their workplace, informal mentorship and just learning by observing, right? Um, so I think it's just important to know yourself. And if that's also, that's already something that you've been doing, but you still haven't been getting the results that you want, then maybe it's time to look into a more structured coaching and mentorship um, arrangement that will really help you hone in and focus. But um, there are so many ways and places where we can extract mentorship on a daily basis from role models, you know, from successful people, um, from people in our workplace, um, just by observing how they do things. Um, and never be afraid to ask, right? Um, I think sometimes we always think that these people are so out of reach, but never be afraid to ask, especially in this age where social media has made it so possible for us to literally reach out to people, literally by sending them a message or commenting on one of the posts. So never be afraid to ask if you're curious to know, you know, how they've done something or what's their view on a specific issue. But if you still feel that it's not been enough in getting the results that you want, then 100% go for coaching. I myself um, decided to invest in my growth um, two years ago, and it's made a world of a difference. That's awesome. Yes, I, I definitely agree with um, what you said 100%. And I think it's some great wisdom for those listening to take away and the last thing I noted, um, you said uncover your value, right? And sometimes we don't tap into what's already there and amplify it and then continue the journey based on that. So I, I really appreciate 
um, your the tips and sharing um, what we can do every day to really get unstuck and move the needle in our career. So the last thing we'll touch on is kind of the ditch the excuses piece. I know sometimes we can talk ourselves out of a good thing and we can talk ourselves out of the motivation that we need. So what are maybe two quick things that we can do every day to make sure that we stay motivated and we're not making excuses? Oh, yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, so for me, one of the things that I do, um, you know, some days I don't, but I try most days <laughs> to do it is planning. So I'll plan my day the day before right before I switch off my laptop to, you know, close off for the day, I will think about, okay, what are the things that went well? What can I do differently? And tomorrow, what are my top three priorities? And then come tomorrow, when my mind tries to talk me out of getting those things done, it's so important to step into that next level person. Would that person at the next level talk themselves out of it? Because the difference between people who are successful and those who are not is that they do things even when they don't feel like doing it. Um, and then second of all, I love listening to podcasts. Um, I think they're a great way to just, you know, have that kick in the pants sometimes when you need it, but also just have that motivation because you're not always going to feel motivated to get things done, right? You're not always going to want to take action, especially when it requires you to get out of your comfort zone. So definitely look into podcasts or reading um, or journaling, whatever, you know, is feels good to you um, and whatever can get you into that headset and that mindset of being able to get things done. I love it. I love it. I love planning. So <laughs> I'm all about planning. When I started Career Mom Community, um, the model was we are a community of ambitious women who rely on proper planning, strategy, and grace. So planning is essential, and that does help you to keep moving towards your goals when you have a plan in place and you want to make sure that you check things off and you're seeing progress, um, not perfection, but progress is so important. So thank you for sharing that. And before we wrap up, is there anything else you would like to share with the community? And then let us know how we can get connected with you, your services, and follow you further. Thank you so much, Debranetta, for having me on the show. Um, I would just like to close off and, you know, let your listeners know that all the people who have the success you desire have had setbacks, have had failures. The only difference between them and the people who haven't had the success is they kept going. So keep going, keep looking for ways to, you know, uncover that value that you already have. Um, keep looking for ways to fill in those gaps to get to that next level. Like it never stops. The learning never stops. Um, and you're, you're going to have failures along the way, but, you know, stand on the shoulders of those who are where you are, right? You know, this year has been a year of many firsts. We've had the first Black judge um, in the Supreme Court in the U.S. It, 
a year of many other firsts, even in the UN, there've been quite a lot of um, higher um, people who've been hired who are black or of African descent. Look onto those people and get your inspiration from them in knowing that it can be done and then go and do it. So that would be my parting words for um, your listeners. And if you would like to connect with me, I hang out on LinkedIn every single day. So definitely check me out there. Um, my name is Rebecca Moriuki on there. Um, and I will share the link to that as well. And I have a special gift for your listeners. It is the build your personal brand guide. Um, you can get it by going to bit.ly. So bit.ly forward slash build your brand here as in h-e-r-e so i'm looking forward to interacting with you all and i had so much fun having this conversation with you deborah netta thank you oh and so generous thank you i will be downloading that and using it to grow my personal brand and i hope those that are listening will do the same it is so important to our career growth, especially if we desire to grow into leadership. Remember, it is your time to lead. So as Rebecca said, it can be done. So go and do it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. The Career Mom Community Podcast is brought to you by Career Mom Community, LLC, and Debernetta Howard. All rights are reserved. To leverage any aspect of this content, please submit a written request to careermomcommunity at gmail.com. Please connect on Facebook at Career Mom Community and online at www.careermomcommunity.com.